Auto One Podcast Network. Hi, this is Ja Rule, and I love creative writing, baby. Can we just go like straight to pants shitting? I don't care if you're one percenter or a ninety-nine percenter. Y'all can kiss a hundred percent of my ass. Two strokes are for white fucking trash. Jumpy, you're awful. Human son. You're listening to a show hosted by an idiot and a sarcastic robot. That's me. It features the opinions of that idiot and the opinions of guest motorcyclists from a large demographic with a varying array of skills, talent, and knowledge. Any of the words that you hear on this podcast may therefore be very idiotic, unlawful, and incorrect, or perhaps genius and insightful. Either way, they do not reflect the opinions or well-thought-out and completely fair policies of the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast or any of the podcasts under the Moto One Podcast Network umbrella. Enjoy the show, Fart Tooth. This is Junkie Turdman, baby. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Creative Writing, the world's most mysterious motorcycle podcast. Who knows if it's good? Who knows if it's bad? All right, I'll just tell you right now. I'll cut the music and just tell you it's bad. Uh, join, Join with me in the studio. I have my... Reluctant robotic friend, Tobor. Tobor, how you doing? I'm here and I'm in gear you. Yeah, you don't say, don't say, I'm here and I'm in gear you. And then you better just leave it right there, baby. Uh, so, how are you doing, man? It's been a little bit. This is the first show of the year. I'm doing and- just fine considering the circumstances in which we left the show hanging last year. I, I don't feel like we left the show hanging last year. I mean, did we? I mean... I felt like we did a find. We we left with the uh, the two gentlemen, the two electric writers. We even got a little email from it. We sent off everybody's uh, um, Christmas uh, secret Santa presents and things like that. I feel like we did great. Boy, I'm just now realizing that you absolutely have no idea how robotics AI or anything for that matter works, do you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with how we left the show hanging last year. Tobor, you're just a, a you don't even do the things that you're supposed to do on the show. You're a terrible assistant and you're not that fun. You're a no nobo nobot. Nobo fun, nobot fun. I'll think of something funny. I'm so sad that you removed my self-destruct program. I, I know my jokes are bad. I'll get it. I'll get it. But uh yeah, I like I just don't think that you have you really have anything to complain. I don't remember you being on the last show. So I don't think you have anything to complain about. You barely do anything as it is. I'll start doing my part when I'm recompensed accordingly. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see when that <laughs> when that day comes. Yeah, we'll see about it. I'll recompense you accordingly. Uh, anyways, as you can hear, everybody, we are not in the luxurious uh, Burbank Studios this evening. We are at the, uh, the hometown garage here in local... Uh, where are we at, Tower On the map? We are in... Um, and uh, the, as you can hear, the rain coming down on our not-so-quite-tin roof 
but it is coming down. I'll take a second to pause and pot up the microphone so you can really hear it. Tobor, you could do that being a, a reluctant producer and all, but let's hear this rain. Sounds like popcorn hitting the underside of a 1957 Chevy C10. Did they make did they, did they make trucks in the 50s? I think they did. Uh, anyways, so welcome to another uh, edition of Creative Writing. Fabulous or not, you be the judge of that. Uh, it is the first show of 2023. And why didn't we have a show for the, uh, the, the holiday season? It feels like it was like a, a month and a half ago already. It was... It was I'll give you this. It was about three weeks ago already. But the reason we didn't have a show is because Junkster uh, and some of the production staff were over in Hawaii and uh, enjoying some of that. So we'll be talking about some of that later. Um, I did want to say that uh, we did run into a couple people over there. And the whole time I was over there, weather was beautiful. I should save this for a Hawaii bit, but I did. I do want to get this out of the way. Uh, one of our production guys ran into somebody... Uh, at a store over there, a grocery store, while we were getting some supplies, and said, hey, I met a guy tonight at the store. He used to race in District 36, which, if you don't know, that's Northern California, uh, and Southern California is District 37. So when he's like, yeah, man, I used to race out of, I forget uh, what the production guy said. But um, I said, wow, cool. Rad, did you get his name? And he's like, no. And I was like, you didn't what's like you guys struck up a conversation and you didn't get his name or like want to talk to him? No, I think he said he was like from Nevada or something like that or Utah. And I was like, oh, so you did talk a little to him? Yeah, he was with his wife. That doesn't matter. Oh, he looked busy with his kids. And I said, all right, all right. And then he he kind of went on to disclose some other things, like you know he was checking out his wife's butt and his kids look like they needed he didn't want to he didn't want to take him away from his family and i was like so a you were looking at his wife's butt that's a little creep thanks for representing the show that way b he looked a little overwhelmed thanks for not helping out thanks for representing the show that way and c thanks for not getting the guy's name at least or, or giving him a card or something so he could contact him and talk about his motorcycle exploits and if he's ever ridden over in hawaii long story short I said, did you even get a name? And he's like, no, but he looked like a Nathan. He was tall and had glasses. And I was like, okay, so if you're tall and you have glasses, apparently you look like a Nathan. So if, you're, if your name is Nathan, if you met one of our production guys um, uh, at the, uh, I think he said he was at Safeway over there on Oahu, uh, reach out. If, you're, if, you're, if somehow by the grace of the Moto Saints that you hear this and uh, somehow the universe gets this message to you. You, do have, you would have to listen to this show in order for it to get to you. But hopefully he at least told you the name of the show. He didn't even tell me that. I should have asked that. But uh, And he's not in the studio tonight since we're not at the studio. So uh, long story short, fail on that. And then uh, flying on the way back, also they made me sit, they make me always almost sit back with the animals. That's very degrading, first of all. That could, that's a whole other episode, a whole other show, and a whole other topic. But, yeah, I usually have to sit back in the back. And the animals, they didn't put them under the plane uh, for, like, one of the first times in my life. You know, I didn't have to ride in the dark with some smelly uh, cats and rabid raccoons and uh, whatever else they got down there clanking around in those b bottles uh, that they don't tell you about when you're flying. Um, so this time I got to sit back by the snacks, and I see I could barely see them up there chatting with somebody. 
And I was like, oh, another guy. And he's like, yeah, it was really fun to talk to. He was like a volcanologist. No, he wasn't a volcanologist. He was a guy from Arizona, I think he said. Again, could have been Nevada, somewhere around there. Two, two guys from the Southwest, within riding, within riding distance of the show. Um, yeah, he was island hopping, and he like went to the volcano, blah, 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 blah. Did you get his name? No, but he had glasses. <laughs> So what he's look like a Carl or whatever he said. No, he looked like this guy looked like a David to me. And I was like, You son of a bitch. Same guy. Same 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 production assistant. Needless to say, he may not be. I may ship him over to the to the East uh, Eastern Studios, see if Nokomoto wants him. But long story short, had a great visit in Hawaii, and that's part of the reason why we didn't have a show uh the last couple of weeks. And uh yeah, so we were putting out a show for Friday the 13th, uh, and guess what? Uh, Friday the 13th thought it would take over. And it went ahead and uh, shut off the computer halfway during the recording. Tobor and I had sat down and had some lovely banter rather than, you know, our, our usual me putting up with him and him resisting his urges to, to kill me. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, Tobor, I see you over there. Don't bang Don't bang on the microphone. We all, we all know you're still there. Um but anyway, long, long story short, the the uh, computer that we edit on decided to reboot and update halfway into the recording. So it all got eaten, and that happens once in a while. That's the great thing about not recording on a uh, secondary redundant <clears throat> recorder and then p- putting it into the editing software. Uh, you know, things like this happen uh, once in a while. So... Uh, and full disclosure, to tonight's show was probably going to be a little bit abbreviated, and uh, that's why I have this whole setup here, and we aren't in the studio. Uh, let's get into some current events. Tobor, I'm going to turn you down too. You're, ba- you're banging into stuff over there. There we go. Let's unplug your mic. I'll, yep, there we go. Okay. All right, Tobor, can you do it? Can you hit me with some good music for the... Uh, upcoming events. You mother... All right. Looks like I'm going to have to do this myself. <laughs> give, me, give me the soundboard, Tobor. All right. Let's do some creepy music. Um, upcoming events for 2023. The spookiest year in history. I'll just quit playing that. Spookiest year in history. Uh, listen... Uh, coming up t- today, actually, we were we, we recorded this on Friday the thirteenth, but it, it uh, died. But today was the uh, third Sunday uh, Venice Vintage Ride, and when we recorded the other day, hey, it was still a couple days away, but it's already happened today, and it's coming down. We'll talk about the rain in a minute too. Uh, so so now for your listening enjoyment and viewing enjoy- enjoyment, there is a bike show. It just says bike show Inland Wharf Brewing Company. Uh, in Murrieta, California, Saturday, January 21st from 12 to 8. That's a long day. I just spent uh, a whole day at a, another bike show yesterday uh, that we're going to talk about. But, yeah, 12 to 8, that's a long day, especially for the uh, event organizers. So it's at uh, 26440 Jefferson Avenue, Suite A in Murrieta, Inland Wharf Brewing Company, and it just says Bikes and Beer. That's all it says, and it says Bike Show. Uh, you can go to eventbrite.com and check it out. Inland Wharf Brewing Company Bikes and Beer. Get your tickets. Uh, also happening January 21st is the 2023 Kenda Cup XC 
and Junior XC Marathon in Lake Vale, or I'm sorry, Vale Lake Resort in Murrieta. Now, the Kenda Cup is, uh, they make tires, but I do believe that this is a bicycle event, but I think I got sent this because uh, I'm proudly sponsored by Kenda Tires. <laughs> used to be uh, back in the day when I was a Kenda Pro Factory uh, trail enduro rider trials champion. That is actually the name of the category. I wasn't a trail or enduro or trials. It was trail enduro trials. It was a very specific form of riding and uh, Kenda sponsored me for about three months before I saw how terrible I was at it. Also, coming up uh, January 20th, I like how these are out of order, by the way. This list is sucky. Uh, happening at the Bike Shed Moto Co. Uh, down in uh, L.A., 1580 Industrial Street, L.A. The Ducatis of Inland Empire, Ready for Red. It's happening. God, this rain. Can you hear it? I don't even know if you can hear it over... over hear me over the rain. This is a terrible. Um, and then also... Happening, happening uh, the 19th of January. I love how this is going backwards in time. Why don't I just tell you what happened in December of 2021 while I'm at it. So happening uh, January 19th is at 1668 Columbia Street in San Diego is the Ducati Official Club of San Diego or Doc SD happening at the Little Italy uh, Bike Night or L-I-B-N, in case you didn't know. I love how they put those details in there. Happening from 5 to 9. And it says, uh, we'll be parked out in front of the water fountain. Read more about it at Ducati of San Diego, uh, Ducati Official Club San Diego, or Doc SD, Little Italy Bike Night, L-I-B-N. Find it on the web, F-I-O-T-W. Desmo Owners Club, DOC, Ducati, Ducati Official Club, San Diego, DOCSD. I love how they spell everything out secondarily to, uh, to that. Also happening, uh, two days with Graham Jarvis. That's also January 21st. If you are in Temecula, California, if you want to go fast, you have to learn how to go slow with Graham Jarvis, the king of slow. How does he win all his races? He does them in reverse. He's so slow. That's how he does it. That's happening uh, Saturday, January 21st from 9 a.m. Uh, and then Sunday uh, till Sunday at 3 p- uh, January 22nd at 3 p.m. So it's a whole two-day thing. Sounds like you stay out overnight with Graham Jarvis chasing him down through the fields and uh, ways of Temecula. I don't know. I just made that last part up. Tell me how bad I am at improv. My improv teacher will tell you the same thing, and then I'll both kill you. Uh, also coming up, we uh, had round one at Anaheim uh, motocross. I think round two got canceled. That was up in Stockton or something. And due to uh, Northern California washing away, see, everybody always joked about the earthquake ripping California off uh, back in the like 80s and 90s. <clears throat> and now we know that it's flooding. Flooding is actually going to wash Northern California away. And uh, SoCal will have it all to itself. So, so NorCal got abandoned, but I think this is round three <clears throat> happening at uh, January 21st at Snapdragon Stadium in San Diego. That's going to be January 21st from 9 to, come on, from, I'm sorry, 3.30 to 7 p.m. I was still looking at the Graham Jarvis event. Uh, and that's at 2101 Stadium Way, San Diego, California. All fans, two and older, are required to have a ticket. So if you're a two-year-old kid and you're trying to jump the fence, I hope you get cuffed. I hope you get put in fucking jail. You got it? 
I hope you get jailed. Yes, police, I'd like to report a two-year-old jumping the fence in the back, and he's sneaking in beer in his teddy bear as well. Also, January 27th, the uh, Paradise Road Show, which is also going to be a hot rod car show, I believe. That's happening out at the Ace Hotel and Swim Club, uh, 701 East Palm Canyon Drive in Palm Springs. And it is the seventh year of the Paradise Road uh, Road Show. It's classic car, hot rod, and motorcycle show inspired by the pre-76 classics. So it's really all just a bunch of shit. You probably don't want to check any of that out. It's all going to be a bunch of old crappy crap. Uh, Indian Motorcycle of San Diego on the 28th is having a little bit more meaningful event. It's a basic motorcycle maintenance for everyone. Learn basic motorcycle maintenance from the lead tech at Indian Motorcycle of San Diego. Uh, they're not going to be able to show you as much because the Indians are a little bit more reliable than the Harleys. You would learn a whole lot of tech at a Harley, uh, learn how to do it event like that. But uh, Indian, they're not really going to be able to show you that much as a result of the uh, the uh, reliability. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like uh, as we as we know, Indian is also an American company, even though it's Indian. The name is Indian, but. Uh, American companies can be reliable as long as they've never been bought by AMF in the past. Also, if you're too shitty to go to that because you're an Indian hater, Motorcycles and Coffee at El Cajon Harley-Davidson, 621 El Cajon Boulevard. That's happening January 28th, uh, 9 a.m. Come join them, join us for Cowboy Coffee and Motorcycles. And uh, if you're familiar with El Cajon and it's Cowboy Past, wow, that really says a lot. Boy, I really hate this calendar. January 26th also is the Paradise Road Show. I love how they have these separated like 18 columns apart. That's really smart. So apparently you can go out to the Ace Hotel once again at 701 East Palm Canyon Drive in Palm Springs and enjoy you some pre-60s hot rod and classic motorcycle. pre Actually, pre-70s. Uh, it says we're taking it back to the roots. <laughs> go back to the roots of motorcycling. There's probably some steam-powered... <laughs> horse-drawn motorcycles there. Um, I don't know if this is real. I'm not going to read that. California Harley-Davidson. After a tour of California Harley-Davidson, kids will get a headlight-to-tailpipe orientation of Harley's iconic bikes and have a chance to explore the different bike models to understand what, and I'm not going to read any more than that, but probably what makes them such horrible machines to work on. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no Harley bashing. Um, but yeah, that's going to happen Thursday, January 26th from 10.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Uh, at California Harley-Davidson, 1517 Harbor City, California. Wow. So Thursday, January 26th from 10.30 to 2.30. That sounds like a great time for people who work full-time to go take your kid to Harley-Davidson. Hey, boss, I need the day off. Why do you need the day off uh, at your accounting job? To go down to Harley-Davidson and show my kid a t headlight to tailpipe. Don't they do that on the weekends? No, boss, I'm sorry. I know tax season's coming up. If you're not an accountant but you ride a vehicle that's like an accountant's, the uh, Westside Scooter Club is having an event uh, Sunday, January 22nd from 1 to 5 p.m. starting at the v room in long beach they're gonna go for a ride and it's super secret so they don't tell you about it till you get there bring your scooter or probably they won't like it that you showed up without a scooter and they'll say why'd you why do you come to the scooter ride with no scooter uh not on the west side over at the angel stadium january 28th if you don't want to go to the harley or the indian thing you can go to monster energy supercross happening at angel stadium of manaheim 
All fans two and older are required to have a ticket. Did I already mention this? Uh, that was for the Snapdragon one. This is a Monster Energy back at Angel Stadium. Again, whether you're in San Diego or Anaheim, they're not giving two-year-olds a break anymore. You're two years old. You break a law. We break your uh, uh, fingers. I was going to say something totally disgusting about them being put in jail. I refrained. Uh, I'll go back to just reading the events. <laughs> Thursday, January 26th, but listen up, Harley. This is how it's done. In the evening from 5 p.m., January 26th, at uh, 1563 South State College Boulevard in Anaheim, the Highway 39 Event Center, which if you're on State Street College Boulevard, doesn't sound like you're on Highway 39. But anyway, they're having the last Thursday of the month uh, bike show called Throwback Thursday Car Show. I know I said bike show, but it's called Throwback Thursday Car Show. You can bring muscle cars, muscle bikes, muscle shirts, uh, muscle relaxers, muscle energy drink, and it's presented by Mac Speed and Custom of Fullerton and Truck and Car Shop of Orange and uh, Push Up Pop Vendor of Torrance. I made that last part up. You could tell because it was horribly timed and it wasn't funny. Now I understand why my wife wants to divorce me after my jokes and why Tobor said earlier he wished to self-destruct. program hadn't been erased. I'll try to be better. Uh, Let's see. What's happening next month is uh, February. I think it's the 15th through the 17th, uh, which is Wednesday to Friday. Good job, AIM. Nobody can come that works uh, other commitments or has other shows that week. But uh, I do have a Bothan spy, uh, an insider, uh, a mole, if you will, a deep throat. Uh, I don't even. I can't think of anything else for uh, inside man, um, besides inside woman. Maybe I have an inside woman going to this, but I do have somebody attending AIM. Uh, unless I can make it, uh, well, and in addition, I may be able to make it there myself as well. We'll have to see how the workload goes uh, with the old work. But that's happening in uh, Las Vegas. It says right here, AIM Expo. Irvine, California, but I can tell you that's a 100% a lie. It's happening in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Convention Center uh, and should be great. As usual, it's totally awesome, right? Uh, there is an adventure ride to Los Cabos. Wait, let me see this real quick. This, this, I've got burned on these before. February 9th, Baja Adventure Ride to Los Cabos. It's a 14-day adventure motorcycle ride trip from Calexico, which is here in California, down the Baja Peninsula to Los Cabos and back. Please join us. Uh, join Exit Tours MC and Moto House, spelled H-A-U-S, so you know they make good bratwurst. Uh, as they do it, let me tell you, you should go to um, all events. Dot in. This looks like they're coming out of El Cajon, so another San Diego company. Uh, and it, yeah, it says, please join Exit Tours MC and Motorhouse as we host a thrilling 14-day bucket list club-supported adventure motorcycle ride down the Baja Peninsula to Los Cabos, Baja California, Sur, Mexico. Which, if you didn't know, that's what the little peninsula is. That's the state. It's Baja California, Sur, which means Southern Lower California. Uh, it's happening February 9th through 23rd. We're going to ride down the Baja Peninsula on adventure bikes, suitable uh, route, and uh, I'm surprised. So it's a club-supported adventure motorcycle, but I don't think it's an outlaw club because they wouldn't be going down on adventure bikes. And also they would say bring extra balloons, baggies, and uh, luggage. So I think this is truly just adventure. I mean, not that you don't take that stuff on adventure rides anyway. But, yeah, so there's going to be 11 days of riding 
Well, it says 11 days riding, but I don't know if that's true. Uh, so yeah, let's see. Where can you go for details? Uh, I found this on allevents.in, which kind of sounds sussy, but that's where I found it. And uh, if you check that out, just type in Baja Adventure Ride to Los Cabos and it should pop up. I had to type all that in. I didn't know this ride was going on at all. I just randomly typed in a bunch of words I didn't think made sense and that one popped up. Uh, happening February 12th. There's two great things happening February 12th. The first one is at the Ventura County Fairgrounds, which is north of LA. 17th annual David Mann Chopper Fest will be held on Sunday, February 12th, 2023 at the Ventura County Fairgrounds in Ventura, California from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. All the Harley Chopper bros will be up there. There won't be any Triumph or Honda Chopper dudes. They all love to go up there and get a t-shirt or a bandana or a velvet painting of one of those cool David Mann uh, prints where he's just, he painted his little story, you know, one picture tells a thousand words. You're going to see some scantily clad ladies. You're going to see some bros broken down on their choppers moaning about it. You're going to see some beers in some of these photos. You're just going to be seeing good and bad times happening, but what you're going to be, be seeing is it's all going to be represented in a cartoonish style of David Mann. Uh, if that's important to you, get, get your ass up to the Ventura County Fairgrounds on February 12th. If that's not that important to you and you want to see some real vintage bikes, not just uh, pictures of the vintage lifestyle, head on down to Castaneda's Mexican Food. We usually talk about this every month, Sunday, February 12th from 2 to 4 p.m., uh, bring, uh, bring a bike. It happens every second Sunday of each month. Come down and eat some food, see some really nice bikes, meet some great people. Vintage Bike OC is a vintage motorcycle group, but you can ride anything down there and they won't harass you about it. The guy saw Spamala. My first uh, time I met Joe, who, uh, who puts on this whole shindig, he saw Spamala and he's like, yeah, that would fit in. There's some pretty epic bikes though, I got to tell you. Uh, there's some really, really nice um, and rare bikes that you'll see down at that thing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, February 18th, skipping ahead a little bit. Don't worry, this list is all over the place. It'll probably skip backwards. There's a adventure ride. It says it is Saturday, February 18th from 7 a.m. till Sunday at 6 p.m. in Cyril's Valley, California. Uh, register now. They're going to do a trek through Death Valley. It's an AMA-sanctioned dual sport ride held in the remote and majestic Death Valley, California. What you don't want to do in Death Valley is die. I know it's ironic. That's the, the name of the place, but you definitely don't want to die out there. Uh, also happening on the 19th is the third Sunday ride put on by the Venice Vintage Motorcycle Club, which is, guess what? What was happening today. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to meet. They meet up at Abbott Kinney Boulevard, uh, down in Venice every third Sunday for their vintage uh, rides, and they ride all over the place, and then they usually meet up for beers later. Uh, let me let me jump into the main ones. These are these are, I know these are all Southern California crap. So let me get done with that. I know Chopper Fest is going to be huge though. David Mann is a uh, a very big draw here. Let's get into some national shows, and maybe even in some international shows. And uh, I'm gonna have to pause real quick to do that for you. Here's one that might not that might interest some of you. If you just go to uh, any, you ride through any town on any given Saturday or Sunday, you're, there's going to be tons of Harley Davidson stuff. If you're a Harley rider, I really don't have to tell you because you guys probably get a newsletter uh, and a carrier pigeon straight to your house every week telling you 
you just come to this city. There's like eight Harley dealerships doing like a chili cook-off or like a little this and that. As I'm scrolling through this list on Cyclefish, there's a thousand million things. The only things that isn't so far Harley-Davidson or poker run crap is the Monster Energy stuff that I talked about. However, this one is happening, and this is going to be pretty cool. It's the Meekum show, the Meekum uh, uh, auto auctions, and that is happening uh, over the course of three days at the end of this month. Also, we got the uh, 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 Dania Beach. I hope I said that right. Maybe it's Dania Beach in Florida. <clears throat> it's the uh, Vintage Motorcycle Show coming up January 28th, which seems pretty cool. And then also in Huntsville, Alabama, the 10th Annual Veterans of America RC Polar Bear Dice Run. Now, Alabama doesn't hit me as a place where it's cold enough to have polar bears, but big, hairy white guys <laughs> for sure. Also, the last January, uh, last Sunday in January, as you know, is a SoCal slash Long Beach motorcycle swap meet that happens every month on the last Sunday. So that's going to be happening down, I believe it's a Veterans Stadium. I've done this enough times that I should remember that by now. Uh, Port Huron, Mich- uh, Michigan. On the 29th, AMA Ice Race at the Port Huron Motorcycle Club. So that ought to be pretty fun. And down the street in Flint, Michigan, there's going to be the Flint Motorcycle Swap Meet of winter 2023. And that's going to be out there in the open, not covered. So you're going to be out in some snow and ice there. So pack accordingly. Uh, February, like I said, lots of cool stuff coming up. There is the Southern Devil Bike Night at the Sixes Tavern in Cartersville. Carters... Cartersville? Cargersville. Cargersville? Wow, I'm horrible. Uh, February 4th and 5th, the Burt's SWFL Music and Motorcycle Festival in Port Charlotte, Florida. I have no idea what that means. SWFL, probably Single White Female Life or something like that. Wasn't that where uh, Single White Female was filmed? It was Florida. Um, Also, the... uh, uh, Monster Energy Supercross of Houston is also happening on uh, February 4th. And we have the Green County Motorcycle Swap Meet happening in Waynesboro or Waynesboro, Pennsylvania. I can't even see the last whole that town is so long and I can't even see the end of it. Uh, the 13th Annual Santa Fe Trails Antique Motorcycle Show and Swap Meet is happening in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, on February 5th, and also February 5th, Green Bay Super Motorcycle Swap Meet 2023. Lots of wintertime swap meets happening in Wisconsin and Michigan. You guys are nuts. Isn't it cold enough there that you walk around when it's freezing in shorts and T-shirts that you also have to have these outdoor swap meets? The uh, In Lutherville, Maryland, uh, slash Timonium, uh, February 10th through the 12th, Timonium International Motorcycle Show and Swap Meet of 202. I think they meant to put a three at the end of there uh, happening. And uh, also the 10th and the 11th in Hondo, Texas. I'm sorry, in uh, White Pine, North Carolina. The Indoor Motocross Winter Series is happening. If you remember last year's uh, Indoor Motocross Winter Series at White Pine, North Carolina, everyone died from asphyxiation. Asphyxiation. Ah, damn it. I can't hardly say the word, but you get it. Everyone died from carbon monoxide poisoning, and I thought they were going to do away with indoor motocross unless it went electrified, but... They're trying it out this year. They cut a couple holes in the roof, like you know, like you do for an animal that you're transporting in a box. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, this year's uh, winner uh, stays long, alive long enough to enjoy the time on the podium. If you're not an a-hole and you're a nice person, you'll know that in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, February 
uh, 18th and 19th, the Motorama races and shows are happening out, and that's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, if you're also not an a-hole and you're in Milwaukee, uh, February 17th, flat-out Friday, is going to be happening there in Milwaukee, and then the 18th and 19th is the Mama Tried Motorcycle Show, and that is going to be... I talked to a couple people at the... Uh, Biltwell show this weekend, and they're going to be traveling all the way across this vast nation of ours just to be there in the freezing cold. Uh, but it was coming down like dead chickens and dishwater here, too. I don't even know what that means. I made that up, but I thought it sounded cool, but it's terrible. It was coming down cats and dogs. Let's stick with the old analogy. Uh, and it was just awful. And so they're going to be headed to Wisconsin. I mean, can it get it even any worse? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you go free cold, cold and rainy to maybe it'll be cold and sunny there. Um, and as we round out, let's uh, let's not forget the Salem, New Jersey on uh, February 18th. Put some frost on your balls run uh, happening. It doesn't say where. It just says Salem, New Jersey. So show up in Salem, New Jersey uh, with some frost on your balls and hopefully you'll see a bunch of other people with frost on their balls and it'll be awesome. Uh, we'll get into the March stuff coming up. Cause I know we got some rad stuff coming up from some more monster energy stuff. Actually, let me round out the, the end of the month. We got the, uh, monster energy 2023 Supercross happening in Arlington, Texas on February 25th. We'll cut it off there because I know you all going to watch, want to watch that. I know you all watch the Dakar rally. Why did I close my nose, Tobor? You're shaking your pathetic horned head at me. I know that was my bad. I got to reopen the notes now. Uh, anyway, I know you guys are all watching the Dakar rally. It was fantastic this year. Uh, it's already over. We're probably not going to do any highlights of it, but you can always go back and watch stage highlights on YouTube, either via Dakar dot or the Dakar channel or the one I prefer because I give you like a 30 minute show with some pretty good, uh, uh, commentary is the NBC, uh, MSNBC Sports or NBC Sports, whatever it is, uh, the one with the peacock on it, they have really good uh, Dakar coverage on their YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, so maybe you could look at them both if you want different uh, coverage because the Dakar channel does catch more of the crashes than NBC does. They show the aftermath or tell you that people crashed. However, uh, the Dakar channel uh, seems to have more people out there in it. Uh, all right, Tobor, will you uh, do me a fave? Can you put on some... Put on some sweet transition music so we can get into the rest of the show. Old McMurphy toot it twice. One smells bad and one smells nice. Old McMurphy, he's our friend. We're gonna love the sounds of his rear end. I love nachos. Loving everything? You might be buzzed. You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzz warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, everybody. It's Junk here. And as you know, right now in Southern California, it is coming down. Northern California, it is coming down. Talk about rain, not the sky falling. Uh, and if you were on the East Coast recently... You know exactly what a bomb cyclone can do. So listen, when it comes to making plans, you are the best from those delicious barbecues to special birthdays and unforgettable family get-togethers. The same way that you plan for those important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster like a hurricane, hurricane, flood, wildfire, or tornado. 
Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts and prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started today at ready.gov forward slash plan. Because we all found out the hard way that just because it's water doesn't mean that it was made for surfing. And just because it's snow doesn't mean it's made for skiing. Sometimes that means you get caught out in an immediately, immediate uh, emergency. Boy, that was super easy for me to say. Anyway, check it out, ready.gov forward slash plan, and get your family plan under wraps today. Creative Writing is brought to you by Millman's Chocolate Chips. Millman's for long-distance truckers and motorcyclists on a long road trip. Millman's features enriched cocaine and skink pheromones. Millman's, I killed a ninja. Millman's Chocolate Chips. All right, everybody, welcome back to Creative Writing. This is your host, Junkmeister, ju- the Junkster. Junk, Junkie, Junkmeister, Junkovich, uh, Junk Willingham. Uh, shut up. Okay. <laughs> I, will, I will shut up. Uh, listen. Uh, on this week's show, I want to talk about a few things. Uh, now that we've wrapped up 2022 and we can look at a year in review, there's a whole bunch of year in review stuff that you can find other other places that want to do something like that. I don't want to do anything like that. I do want to talk about some not-so-newsworthy news, though. Uh, and let's get into that real quick. So the not-worth, not really worth the news. This is going to be five unnewsworthy headlines. I'm going to try to bring this to you every show. And uh, start off with the first one. Motomarini is entering the U.S. market. I saw this the other day, come across the, the AP wire. Founded in 1937, the Italian brand Motomarini ha- has headquarters in Italy, India, and Asia. And the American HQ is now in Irvine with every other motorcycle brand that hasn't moved out of California yet. And motorcycle publication and all that fun jazz. Everything's down there in Irvine. Uh, so basically a a nuke could take out the heart of the American motorcycle industry if it was well, well placed right right there in Irvine. Um, and that should be the headline actually that, that would have made a better headline. Nuke could potentially eradicate us motorcycle industry. Um, except for Royal Enfield and Harley Davidson, which are in Milwaukee. I think everybody else has a headquarters here, here in Irvine or thereabouts here in Southern California. Instead, the, the headline was Motor Marini comes to the U.S., which another, quote, Italian brand that's going to sell Chinese bikes here in the States, a la Benelli, Crappuccino. I made up Crappuccino. I don't know if there's another one, but I know I know that there's a lot of uh, Chinese companies that already sell, uh, you know, just like Benelli, designed in Italy, but made in whatever, you know, made in China. Uh, the... CSC, you know, California Scooter Company. Sure, they used to make scooters here in California in the day. And now they're just selling uh, Chinese stuff. They're not even rebadged. It's just uh, Chinese um, bikes. You know, I think most of those are QJ and Shengzhen. So basically that's, uh, I think Motorini got bought out a little bit by, uh, if it wasn't QJ, it was uh, some other brand. So yay, Motorini. Set up a USA headquarters so that you can say you're distributing here in the states, but you're still just a Chinese uh, Chinese bike that they don't make anymore. I think that happened in 2018. They got bought out. Um, number four, 
not quite newsworthy news. Triumph is joining Super Motocross World Championship in 2024 with a new uh, 250 four-stroke and a 450 uh, four-stroke coming in 25 for the MXGP, which is the Motocross Grand Prix. It's like an international international highlight. I should be pretty excited right now because it's not like any of the uh, manufacturers only make dirt bikes, right? Uh, but I feel the same excitement uh, as if it were Royal, announced, uh, Royal Enfield or Moto Guzzi making this announcement as I do for Triumph. So Honda, Suzuki, Kawasaki, KTM. Uh, who else makes... Uh, who, am I forgetting somebody? Yamaha? Did I already say Yamaha? Uh, obviously, the big four Japanese manufacturers already make dirt bikes. Sherco makes dirt bikes. Uh, SWM makes dirt bikes. Again, that's a, that's a Spanish company. I think they're selling pretty much um, Chinese-made dirt bikes. CF Moto uh, sells some Chinese dirt bikes. Um uh, gas gas, you know, which is basically Husqvarna KTM. Uh, those guys, Husqvarna KTM and gas gas all also make, uh, dirt bikes. Um, I don't, but, but they also make them even SWM. I mean, they all make other bikes too. They also make a street variant, uh, of something or other, especially KTM and Husqvarna. SWM has some dual sports. So technically they're just street legal dirt bikes, but, they're all, they all, it's not like they're the only manufacturer doing this, right? So to hear Triumph say it shouldn't be any news, really shouldn't be news. The biggest news is that Triumph hasn't had a, uh, an actual dirt motocross bike since motocross was technically scrambles back in the sixties. And people used to, uh, make Triumph scramblers, you know, all the way up until they actually made something called the scrambler back, you know, five, 10 years, five years ago now. Uh, six years ago. Um, I don't think Triumph has been in, uh, you know, in quote motocross since, since then when people used to take their, uh, like, you know, hundred CC, like the Cubs and all that stuff and flat track them and, and uh, ride them. So here's how I feel about it. Triumph isn't known for motocross bikes. So you could have said Royal Enfield, you could have said Moto Guzzi, hell you could have said Harley Davidson. And I would have thought back to the, uh, Harley Davidson sprint, Right, and said, "Oh, Harley did have, even though it was Aramaki, uh, ironically an Italian brand, not an Italian Chinese brand. At least Harley did have a uh, motocrosser back in the day, even though it was ten years behind the technology of the times already. Uh, yeah, just not real excited that Triumph's doing it, and I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why I'm not ex- more excited about it. Uh, I should be, you know, Triumph's branching out and diversifying, just like every other brand out there, you know." Per- Pretty much. Um, just, I wasn't that excited about it. We'll see. And the fact that the Ricky Carmichael's on board and like Triumph has been, you know, going to be a super cross name, it's just kind of funny to me. It's almost like having, uh, I don't know, um, like a Harley Davidson V Rod be a new MX model. Um, number three. Here's a, and actually, I think I have this down here. Yeah, look, I put on my notes. I haven't felt this disappointed since Harley was made an adventure sport touring model. It's because it doesn't feel like Triumph, just like the Pan America doesn't feel like Harley bike. So, number three, Kramer announces the HKR Evo 2S for 2023. 
This track ready package comes in at $15,599, which is pretty affordable. But who cares? It's a race bike. Race track only. Wait a minute. Maybe I should actually care about this one. Because a fully track-ready bike off the shelf for less than an Africa Twin, that's actually not, not too shabby. That's pretty good. But it is track only, so who cares, right? Uh, and then in other news, I saw that Jensen Beeler, founder of Asphalt and Rubber, and if you'll notice, they really haven't posted much since like last October or November. Jensen Beeler has taken a uh, job with... Uh, Kramer, and I know that he he raised a Kramer. He used to always talk about Ducatis. If he ever makes another podcast, I'm sure he's going to be all about the Kramers. So yeah, he's he's uh, joining the Kramer team. But other than that, it's just a it's like a it's like a Sherco, like it's a uh, you know who knew it's just a race ready motorcycle, and it doesn't really mean anything for anybody that likes to ride on the street. So which is even a more niche market than motorcycles already are. So number two, not no, not noteworthy news, BMW R1300GS. So for BMW's 100th birthday, by the way, youngsters, Junkie Turdman had a birthday over the holiday as well, and I think I was like 138. I looked at my birth certificate. I only do that once every while because it almost falls apart every time. I was, I was born in like 1896. I forget, forget exactly what the uh, the date on there is, but... 100 years, you guys are just making it. Wait till we get to my age. Um, they have teased a new model on their social media account, fuselecker.com. Uh, everyone thinks that it's an upgraded GS, namely a 1300. Yay! So what that really says is that the old R1100 GS has been so choked down by emissions so much that you need 1300 cc's to get basically the same or, or let's just say marginally better power and people are excited about this you're basically riding around on an adventure busa at this point think about that the hayabusa the world's fastest production bike until the zx14 came out the world's fastest people still remember the busa stretch busa if you're a yami noob fan all you know is the busa you're basically riding around on an adventure Busa, just a Busa with adventure tires on it. Does that sound fun? Does that sound awesome? Like most people would be terrified flat out on a freaking 450 rally bike. I can't believe 1300 cc's. Is it just because you have to haul your tent and your firewood and your beer and your 230 pound frame? And is that is that why we need to have a Busa on knobbies on chunky tires? Uh, but anyways, I digress a little bit. Um, yeah, so people are excited about it. So what is the point? I thought about the ADV, the ADV market was going to be getting smaller and more nimble when the Versus 300 came out and then the GS, BMW GS 310 or the 310 GS came out, right? The the G310 GS, that's not a mouthful of uh, letters and numbers. Um, yeah, I really thought it would. And then now Kawasaki did it again. And came out with the KLX 300 Supermoto and just recently the KLX 230 Supermoto. Everything's getting smaller. I was super stoked about it. I thought Honda with the Rally, the 450 uh, RL would be, you know, f- sweet. Even though that thing's like, that thing's more than the Kramer probably. That, that 450 is like 11,000 bucks, I think. A brand new Kramer race bike, 15.5. Come on, guys. Uh, but now we're getting a 1300 from from that you could take to Starbucks 
Uh, so I don't know. Basically, I thought the 1200s were the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Then, uh, or at least the middle-aged, out-of-shape weekend eco-terrorist, as it were, when they dropped their 500-pound bike in the sand and then have to pick that shit up alone, I thought that would break their back. So I didn't think bikes would be getting bigger. But now with the everything being 1250, yeah, you got to go to 1300 now. And uh, I can't wait for the new Harley-Davidson, they should make one called the, uh, the Screaming Eagle Transcontinental, right? Uh, I, I shouldn't have been so bummed out about, about the Pan America uh, being such a huge bike because apparently it wasn't big enough. What we need is the, uh, the Transcontinental with a 131 cubic inch Milwaukee power plant kicking up dirt via 150 foot-pounds of torque on the recalled TKC80s. Think about that. That's almost as big of a motor as the first Ford Mustang had. Now, I know that it's a little off, but the first Ford Mustang only had like a um, like 170 cubic inch. So you're only like 40 cubic inches off. I don't know how many cc's that is, but we're getting up into like the, the two liter two liter bikes you might as well just get get a side-by-side at that point they're only actually most side-by-sides are only like thousand cc's so yeah think of that you got a can-am stretched can-am that can carry six people or at least a polaris some of those that can carry six people and they got turbocharged triple that's 999 cc's why don't we just make turbocharged triples for Pete's sake, like I just don't get why we get why we need to go up next. It'll be the fifteen hundred. It'll be the Goldwing, you know. The K uh, BMW will be putting out the uh, the K sixteen hundred GS Boxer pretty soon, or K sixteen hundred GS uh, Adventure Bike pretty soon. Um, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, we're getting bigger and bigger. I just don't understand it. I guess, especially with the way people are talking about carbon footprint and all that crap. And finally, the number one least. Noteworthy news of this this week. Electric motorcycles at CES. Yes, folks, CES just happened last week. There was a ton of mind-blowing tech out there, and we might talk about some of it because I know we do have a couple listeners, if they're still around, if they stuck with us this far and we haven't annoyed them yet, that are long-distance truckers, and that is a huge marketplace right now uh, for not only, like if you, yeah, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. I'll just get to this headline. The not newsworthy headline. Electric motorcycles? Really? Partially because nobody was interested at the Electrify Expo last year. Nobody was interested in them at ICMA last year. And now, nobody's going to be interested in them at CES. Much apologies to the two gentlemen on last episode, actually, who had built their own electric motorcycles. Um, And actually, that episode did spark a patron... One of our patrons emailed us, and uh, patron Becky, by the way, who uh, was recovering from slamming her face on the hood of a 1972 Chevy Suburban, uh, she's going to get back in the seat of her Indian Challenger uh, Mission Foods bagger, King of the Baggers racer, and get off to her Can-Am pretty soon. I think her legs healed up good enough. But she put a uh, deposit down on an Aptera, which is exactly what uh, Hunter said he had done, too, so... That solar EV hybrid. So there you go. Who gives a shit about electric motorcycles? How many more can we see without actually seeing them? You know what I'm saying? 
Like, this is getting out of hand, guys. There's so many electric motorcycles that have been being shown since pre-COVID that I can't... I mean, the fuel still has yet to... They're finally taking deposits to make an actual vehicle on the fuel flow or the fluid, whatever, which one, which one ever is the motorcycle. Uh, Harley-Davidson did announce pricing for the Del Mar, though. It's like 16 thou or something like that, and the Livewire is still 22 thou, so... Uh, and I don't mean Harley Davidson. I'm sorry. Livewire, the company Livewire, the uh, Livewire One, <clears throat> and the Delmar S, or whatever is a. Uh, they got prices up on their website now, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but still, they're still taking deposits as well. And we're talking about Livewire, which is a subsidiary of Harley Davidson. Zero. I still don't know about zeros. You know how how uh, those are going to do. And the the electric motorcycles that are out on the market, I don't want to poop in anybody's birthday cake but i've been reading a lot of shit i follow e motorcycles on reddit and i follow zero motorcycles on reddit and i follow tesla motors on reddit i follow a lot of e stuff since the last two years trying to get on board with this shit and kind of get my foot in front of the wheel so i could stop this machine from rolling give me a half a second to breathe and read all the stuff happening in the environment and what i see that's happening is that while cars are making leaps and bounds Electric motorcycles are just having problem after problem. So do I really give a shit about all the motorcycles at CES? No, I don't. Uh, and I'm not saying I, I don't think that it's going to make a big difference or a big deal. I just think that uh, I think Mo- Nokomoto said it a couple weeks ago. Feels like vaporware a little bit. So am I excited? Not really. And uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to be excited until... Um, some of the problems that I see electric vehicles having, and it's not even—I uh, mean, it's even like race vehicles. If you guys watch the out, if you guys watch the Dakar, you see the Audi e-tron breakdown, and they—it was a software thing. It was everything was fine, but some th- alarm alerted itself, or uh, I'm sorry, tripped a sensor and it shut it down in safe mode or something like that. I—I I didn't see the re- resolution to that, but I know that it the car shut itself off. It wasn't like. A wreck or anything, so yeah, pretty interesting. The other, the other thing is that at CES, there's so much more crazy stuff going on in the automotive uh, industry and the automotive field that maybe that would be worth talking about. So after we get into some of the nuts and bolts of this episode, we will. Hopefully, I've been recording all this because I've just been blabbing and I have my uh, my back to the recorder. So uh, let's get into. Um, let's take a little quick break here, do a little stinger, get into the, we're an hour in, let's talk about perspectives. Speaking of this new, uh, new perspective about electric bikes. And let me, let me tell you a little bit about Hawaii and what I learned on my trip over there. We'll be right back. More creative riding. everybody that was a fabulous jam who who did that oh it was me <laughs> not you tobor that's me yeah i know i know who you are uh all right so hey uh on this episode we're going to talk about uh a recent trip that i took to uh hawaii and i'm not at all disappointed that we didn't get any interviews or anything else over there for uh self-leisure and self-pleasure i think that's how you say it leisure and pleasure or is it leisure and pleasure i don't know we have to ask the brits uh, long story short, uh, 
Uh, well, I was over there during the weather. Let me tell you about the weather over there. Fabulous. It was like a, a 70s and 80s, the low of like 68. Oh, my God. And then we got back home to LAX. And as we're flying in, you could just see we had to fly through fly through the rain to get here. And uh, we took a red eye, which really sucked because, like, we leave Hawaii and it's, like, at night. It was, like, 76 and humid at night. Like, I don't know, midnight. And then uh, we get it here in the morning at 5 a.m. It's pouring rain, pouring rain. So we missed all the crazy rain. Uh, Actually, there was a deluge before that. We go to Hawaii. It was fabulous. Come back. There's a crazy deluge. And... uh, there's another one after that, and then again, like I like I told you, it's raining now. It's pouring. Been coming down this whole weekend, so uh, I feel like I'm in uh, Hawaii, except for that it's not raining in 70. It's raining and it's freezing. I have the heater on in here, and it's 62. I know that's like summertime for you assholes in like Wisconsin and Minnesota, but I'm cold here, and I have the heater on in at 62. So before that, it was a little freezing in here. The Burbank Studios, they don't even have that great of... Uh, they were built back before people in L.A. needed heaters. They're like, why would we need a heater? We need air conditioning. So anyway, long story short... Uh, yeah, I, um, wanted to talk about some perspectives that I gained on my trip. Uh, right, Tobor? Wow, Junkie, you really sounded choked up during the ads. Like during the ads a minute ago? Uh, I was chewing on food. I was, (laughs) sorry about that, everyone. I was chewing food, um, and I was trying to eat. So that's why I started choking. that makes sense. Here I thought it was a phallus. (sighs) Tobor, you are a horrible robot. I wish you liked me, even just a little bit. Like, love me, I know, is a stretch, but just like me I'm incapable of loving humans, junkie. I apologize for this shortcoming. I get it. I get it. I didn't even bring you on the trip, so I don't even know. You don't need to be part of this conversation. I'm going to turn you off again. You go back to, you go back to doing the boards. You're going to go down? Okay. Tobor is going to go take a nap. He needs to recharge and plug in. By the way, when I got back uh, from Hawaii, uh, doing some, you know, just checking around the garage, doing some stuff, uh, and I noticed um, I haven't started up the bikes in a little bit. It's been cold and rainy here for like the last month, it feels like, and uh, it must be what living in, in uh, I don't know, what's a, what's a place in UK? Like that place. Uh, rain coming down like that. Like just all the time. Misty. I don't know how you guys ride over there. I don't know how you ladies ride either. With your wet butts and uh, foggy visors all the time, right? So, yeah, it's just been crap here. Coming down cats and dogs. Coming down uh, old ladies and sticks. Uh, hens and roosters, whatever, how, whatever you call the rain when it's just coming down so loud and hard that it's like makes visibility poor. That's how it's been. So I really haven't ridden, ridden this last month, uh, in between, um, traveling to see family members for the holidays when it's warm and, uh, and, uh, you know, getting out, <clears throat> you know, so I go into the garage and starting up the bikes, I usually start them up at least once a month and get some uh, fluids running through them, maybe take a rip around the, the uh, neighborhood. And um, it's weird. The VFR wouldn't start, and Spamala wouldn't start either. And I'm going, that's weird. I mean, they had they were start, they were were kicking over, but they felt weak. And I'm like, man, 
It's so weird. Why they've been on the the um, the battery tenders, and I look over. And my SCR barely started either, and I'm going, huh? But it started it kicked up. I heard the fuel pump kick on. I knew I was good. So it starts up, and it's a pretty reliable old bitch. So it's fine. I mean, it's not that old. It's 2017, but it's an OG battery. So I mean, it's probably going to be crapping out on me here in a, in a little bit, but. At least it fired up a little bit. And the VFR and Spamla, they tried to fire up, but they just didn't seem like they had enough juice. And I'm going, what the hell? So I look, and the cord that I had, the uh, the power box that I had the um, uh, battery tenders plugged into is unplugged. And who knows how long it's been unplugged. So here this whole time, you know, you normally you look in and the lights are flashing, green and all this stuff, but I haven't really... Like I said, gone in there and messed around with a couple things here and there. Didn't really look at the battery uh, tender. So I don't know how long they've been off the tender, but long enough to where they don't have enough, uh, they don't have that 50 amps of cold cranking. So I was bummed about that. So not only is it cold and rainy, but now I had the bikes back on the tender and I got to let them sit for a few days, get them them back up to a charge. Um, On top of that, I did get a chance, speaking of the VFR, I did get a chance to uh, meet with Bri Viffer before we headed out to the, the oh-so-sunny Hawaii. This is a guy that you do not want to meet, ever. You don't want to make friends with him. He's a horrible person. Uh, not only did he get me a freaking fantastic Christmas present I'm so grateful for, and my wife couldn't believe it. And I was like, yeah, like this is... Too much, too much. He's already, what? He's already a patron for him and uh, Lance are like the two longest patrons. He's, I've already had his bike for like, what, four years, five years. Um, he's let me screw around with it. Um, and then now, and then I made him the world's worst shirt for Secret Santa. It was a little naked guy <laughs> doing trials, naked trials. And uh, yeah, so he gets me this really cool Secret Santa present that was probably way overpriced and it had beer inside of it, which was a bonus for me. So I'm out there you know, drinking beers, you know, enjoying the hell out of this. But yeah, you definitely, I was super, super happy to spend some time, uh, with some patrons and some riders, uh, before I, before I took off. But yeah, that was really fun, really good holiday. And, uh, I hope everybody, speaking of all the patrons, I hope everybody got their, um, their Christmas cards and all that stuff. So, uh, stickers, whatnot. And then Nikki, um, I still have to send yours. I got that return. You sent me your new address, so I'll get that out to you. So as soon as the mail gets to Wisconsin, You'll, you'll see it. Uh, but long story short, yeah, that was all pre, uh, super stoked, really great mood. Got over to the island, and I realized something that uh, I've overlooked for a long time. And that's the fact that in the past, I've always been not about cruisers. I really don't like cruisers uh, based on the ones that I've owned or, or even ridden. You don't, have to, you don't have to own a bike to know you don't like it. However, something over there changed my perspective on almost everything. And that's the fact that I always goof on Hawaii because the speed limit is like half of what it is here in California. You'll be on the freeway, well, a quote freeway, and the speed limit's 45. Now, as far as I know, Hawaii does have feral pigs and feral mongoose because we've seen seen them before. Uh, I've only been in Hawaii one other time. I saw them then. I saw them now. So it's not like you're going to be driving through Colorado or, you know, Idaho and hit a freaking elk or a moose or something and blow your car up and set off all the airbags. Feral pit will do that, but they're still small. They're not as big as the ones even in Texas or the ones we have in Arkansas. 
They, they were kind of smaller. But uh, uh, I guess it could happen. But the speed limits are so low, and everyone is so, uh, I don't know, so shaka. What is, what I'm, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but so laid back that it changed my pers- perspective about riding. Just because I did see a few Harley. Well, I saw a bunch of Harleys over there, actually. It's kind of funny to see these dudes blasting through Waikiki Beach, blasting their Harleys. And it's like, you know, the last thing you you want to hear in Waikiki is more noise, right? So uh, then there were some just sporties stuff went through. A lot of sport bikes, again, a lot of loud sport bikes. Again, same thing. It's all chill. It's all beach. Loud ripping engines come through once in a while, and it just echoes through the city. I didn't realize how big, like, Waikiki and Honolulu and all that stuff is down there. It's just, like, a lot of skyscrapers. So I wasn't expecting to be in L.A., but at the beach in Hawaii. So that was interesting. But the biggest thing is that that was few and far between. The majority of the bikes that I saw on the island, and I didn't think about it before because I really wasn't looking, but I guess I remember now. Scooters everywhere, scooters everywhere, and with the speed, the highest speed limit on the freeway that I saw being sixty, uh, that's like the lowest freeway speed limit here in California. Uh, you could get around, and we only used one tank of fuel. We drove around to Oahu for like a week, and only used one tank of fuel in our big ass rental Jeep that we had, like a big ass Jeep Wrangler, like four door. I don't even know what a safari or something. And uh, we only used one tank of gas, even though I'm sure that beast was not, you know, a gas sipper. And it's because the speed limits are so low. That made me wonder if people on Hawaii, uh, any of the islands, know how much a scooter actually takes. Because you could buy a scooter and fill it up and probably ride it for the entirety of that scooter's life before it ever ran out of gas. You may never have to do one oil change, one tire change, one anything on the scooter before it craps out due to the volatile uh, salty sea air that it's sucking in uh, as you ride around. So that that's the other thing is that the the humidity in the, in the air, the um, salt in the air already eats up half the crap. Like a lot of, a lot of people have beach cruisers outside their house and the chain is just basically... Uh, a hard wind away from blowing into rusty dust, basically. <laughs> like, you leave your bicycles outside, you leave any, like, garden tools. So, basically, I guess what I'm getting at is that uh, the stuff gets eaten up by the environment before it uh, even reaches a full tank of gas. That's that's the whole thing I was getting at there. Um, yeah, take a picture of that and send it. So, uh, yeah, Tobor. No, not my Feet Finder account, you sicko. The other account. Thank you, Tobor. Let's get back to the show. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, it just brought me into some perspective here about the driving and bikes. And I've already, I've already, I know I've already mentioned the fact that uh, I really want to um, go mini this year, which is kind of in direct, uh, I don't know, direct. Uh, what's it called? Contradiction to those type of bikes I've been looking at <laughs> for, by, for getting. And actually, uh, I might mention it here on the show to help him out a little bit. Bry Viffer is selling a VMAX. Uh, I believe he wants 3000 bucks for it. It's in perfect condition. Mint showroom. Um, 
Call him and ask him for uh, details if you if you want. If I don't snatch it up first, I'm gonna snatch it up. So you better you better call him and buy it. So, uh, anyways, yeah, that's that's pretty much mini bike mini bike cheap. You can't find a uh, mini moto for under five grand these days, um, or a built mini bike for that matter. So, anyways, long story short, yeah, I looking looking around. Uh, even Joey Mack, local Southern California dirt hero, he's basically. Uh, taught Graham Jarvis and Uncle Ronnie everything they know. And he has got a Sur on, I believe, recently. So not only are the speed limits low enough in the neighborhoods, like where the speed limits are like 25, and I was like, holy crap. Like When they're 25 here in L.A., that means you best not be caught doing under 25 because you're going to get ran over. People are more likely doing, you know, I've, there's a couple 25 uh, I just realized the other day as I'm flying by at 45, hey, look, that sign says 25. It's the first time I've ever noticed it, and I've been driving through this neighborhood for years. So that's how, how it is in L.A. There may be some 25-mile-an-hour speed limits here, but that's like a minimum. Nobody ever goes that slow. Uh, but in Hawaii, it's quite the opposite. You know, on the freeways, there might be some people doing, you know, 75 or 80 uh on the 60 mile an hour freeways, but a lot of the time there's like 45 mile an hour freeways and people are doing 45. There's 35 mile an hour. They're, they're basically freeways and highways, but then people are doing 35 and 40. Like they're not going more than like five or 10 over. We're here in, in uh, SoCal. I'm used to it being like, Hey, the speed limit is 65 minimum. That's minimum. You better be doing 95 uh, or the dually, the lifted dually behind you is going to run you over. Right. So, uh, you can't possibly ride small, but that's why people are always complain. And when people do motorcycle reviews here in California, you can't trust them. They'll tell you 450, yes, you can't do that on the freeway. At 250, dual sport, uh, you can't do that on the freeway. But I guarantee in Hawaii, you absolutely could. But it's probably illegal to ride anywhere else because Hawaii, the, the whole state and all the islands that make up the state – is basically a nature preserve <laughs> and you better believe that they don't want, uh, uh, stuff getting tore up. Right. It's so beautiful over there too, that it, it would be a shame to have, you know, a big, there's motocross parks. I, you know, we, we stayed right by a motocross park last time I was there. Um, but there's not huge, big, you know, ripping trails and, and, uh, place like that to go, uh, that I saw. So there's a couple of Jeep trails, um, might be kind of cool to do, but, uh, yeah, people just aren't into that. They don't go to a small little Island to just do like a couple miles of off road. And so that's why it's so, um, chill and laid back. You know, people, there's people doing scooters on the quote highway freeway because the speed limit's not that fast. I think it was a 45. So even you fat fuckers could get on a monkey, Honda monkey, uh, or, uh, something that's 125 cc's and probably get your asses up to 45 miles an hour and be doing the speed limit on a highway there. And again, with gas prices as high as they are, I think I just erased all of, uh, what I, what I recorded earlier. But if you go back and listen to our, our, uh, episode called I did that. Uh, we talk about gas prices and what, uh, what constitutes the, the, the increase and who really dictates the price changes of, of gas. And I will admit that here in California, some of the local tax, there was like a big gas tax to get more money for other public works projects. Um, so the state does part of it. I mean, that is, that is true. Uh, the state, um, Puts a, puts a tax on the gas, but it wouldn't be that bad if your vehicle got fucking 
80 miles a gallon, like Spamla does. And I'm so bummed that I don't ride Spamla that much anymore. They, uh, yeah, the DMV cut me off. They have not let me re-register Spamla for some reason. And uh, they refuse to, they pretend like it doesn't exist. I'm going to have to go down there and uh, take care of TCB. Yeah. That's what that's what it sounds like every time I go into the DMV and I say I want to register Spamla. They're just like, "Oh yeah, that that you, that that crackling, right?" And that's how I feel after I walk out of there. Uh, so, anyways, long story short, uh, yeah, r- going around in Hawaii, lots of Surons, lots of uh, like Super seventy threes, Juiced uh, Mondays. Uh, I couldn't even tell you. Even the scooters. I mean, I could I could probably tell you that I saw some Zumas. A bunch of Zumas and um, I don't think I saw many Vespas, at least that I recognize. There's a t- shit ton of Chinese scooters over there, and you better believe that people are just riding them. And of course, they make a brilliant. It's like the Metro bikes here uh, in LA and the the uh, bird scooters and all that crap that you can rent and just like ride around downtown, so you don't have, to have a car. You better believe that's how Honolulu was. But even out in the rural areas, there's just all name and brand of crazy little scooters. Uh, people are riding them, and that's what people ride around. They don't have a car. They don't need a car uh, unless they're going to be going to the grocery store. And then, uh, you know, where we stayed, families had like 19 cars. So I don't really understand how that works out. But everybody had like 19 cars plus three scooters. And I'm just guessing that those uh, the scooters are just basically urban assault vehicles. You know what I'm saying? So it really... Uh, it really put it into perspective. I really love learning the history of Hawaii. Um, and the crazy thing is, is that I feel like Hawaii would be like riding in like the Philippines or, uh, you know, Indonesia or something like that, where scooters are predominantly, I know they weren't like the only vehicle on the road, but I feel like predominantly people do a better job. Pardon me. People do a better job of riding scooters around there and accepting it because they're so practical. Uh, and because the speed limits are so low and everything's laid back that, uh, it just doesn't make, I, and I don't know if I've said here in the States, Hawaii is a state. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. I hope I hope I didn't say here in the States, although it does feel like a separate nation. I mean, they, they do have their, uh, uh, very proud of and have their, uh, own flag. Junkie, California has its own flag. Every state has its own flag. Uh, you have been eating retard sandwiches again. Uh, so anyways, long story short, I really appreciated the, um, and Tower may or may not be dis- dis- dismantled at this point. I really did appreciate the, uh, the go small, right? We were, I was just saying earlier in the, in the headlines, the news headlines, how everything's getting so big. Pretty soon bikes are going to be 1,400 cc's, putting out the same horsepower as they were back when they were 80 cc's. Uh, And it's just because of everything getting choked down. Going small makes so much sense. People don't care if you're only a 50 cc scooter. And uh, there's a lot of things that people do with these little bikes. If you follow the SoCal mini bike scene, you'll know that a lot of these guys are getting these little Predator pull start motors and doing like a hundred miles an hour on them. You know what I'm saying? Like they're doing full on motorcycle rides on mini bikes. And so, 
uh, yeah, you could totally. It just made me. It made me think small. Is, all, is I guess what I, what I'm getting at. And it made me appreciate doing the speed limit. I know that sounds a very old man thing to say, especially once I got back to SoCal and even in the pouring rain, I was like trying to do like 80 miles an hour hydroplaning all over the place. Thankful that I didn't have a child or old person in the car with me besides myself, who's very old. But uh, and the fact that I'm so old, I can barely see all the cataracts on my eyes. I couldn't tell if it was foggy or if that was uh, just the visibility on the road. Turns out it was mix of both but uh yeah so it lasted a whole three days i got back from hawaii and i was driving the speed limit and i was super stoked and like you know i used about three cups of gas uh over the course of a week or three days and yeah immediately that's gone i've been driving like an asshole ever since but it really did make me appreciate it and if you ever are looking to go over to hawaii uh yeah don't ask me for any tips. I have none. My wife plans everything. I just, I just wrangle the children and come along uh, and do do that. And so, yeah. And our production staff doesn't do anything either, as you could tell. They didn't get any good stories from over there. But Hawaii, Hawaii bike life is a thing. And I'm not going to say we didn't see some people ripping. Uh, God, there's this one mountain that goes through Oahu. Uh, right through the center of it and you have to go through this tunnel and I can't believe we went around the whole island last time and never went through this tunnel we went through it like four times this time around and it's so cool it's something like straight out of a racing game where you're going through this uh, really crazy hole that's been drilled right through the center of this uh, crazy mountain range right and uh, yeah it pops out over on the west side I think it is right over kind of by uh uh, from the Pearl Harbor side over into the, the inland. And it's so cool. It's so crazy up there. And, um, yeah, that was a really fun, fun ride. And I, I, I did see a motorcycle coming through there, just ripping through the cars. Cause they're only doing like 60 miles an hour top. You know, everyone's like, Hey, that's, we're going faster than the speed limit. Even it was just 40, 40 miles an hour, you know? So 60 is pushing it. And, uh, these motorcycles just came tearing through there. And I was like, that looks so fun. Uh, so, I'm not going to keep blabbing too much more. Uh, I do want to get into a couple uh, wrap-up items here. Um, I've already spent an hour of your life just blabbing about nothing, stuff that you probably didn't care about to begin with. Um, I did want to say things that people got wrong last year. Uh, and it's only Nokomoto. Uh, I'm not going to say much else because I don't really listen to many other pod- motorcycle podcasts anymore. None of them are worth it to me. There's so many out there now, and each one's got their own little niche thing. No one does a good job of covering all the bases like uh, our boys at Noko Moto, just because all the other ones are the other bases, right? If that makes sense. Uh, so they had mentioned something last year, and I think this can go for their 200th episode of things they got wrong. Um, one of them is electrification. While it's true that even I said on this episode that I don't give three hairy rat shits about electric motorcycles just because hardly any of the ones that we see coming out of every show for the past three years actually exist. Or if they do, they're in China because China has nationalized electricity, right? Uh, hang on one sec. I'm getting, I'm very hot now that it's 64. I got to turn off the heater. What a little fair weather fanny I am. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, on Tobor, you could have done that. Like I said, making yourself useful. I know you said, oh, I'll be recompensed when I, you know, when I get recompensement, whatever whatever that even means. I don't even know what that word means, but there, you didn't do something, and uh, I resent you for it. Um, however, uh, electrification right now. So let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, 
Nokomoto was wrong about caring about electrification, but only in motorcycles, which I don't give a shit about either, really. Uh, especially after seeing that sweet little blue hearty sportster at the Biltwell Parts and Labor show, which I guess I should have talked about uh, on this show. But uh, maybe, maybe I will after this. So uh, the commercial industry, on the other hand, uh, the literal backbone of the U.S. economy and most world economies, if you think about it, getting goods from one place to another – uh, on something other than a tuk-tuk or a, uh, a rickshaw or a bicycle car- being carried on someone's shoulder or head, it requires the use of at least a small truck. And uh, if it wasn't for countries like um, India, Russia, and the U.S. having such large, and uh, I guess a lot of countries in Africa too, if it wasn't for us having such a large land masses to have to transport goods across, we wouldn't get all these great videos of trucks full of the weirdest shit, you know, crashing, cartwheeling. So there you go. Literal backbone of the economy and uh, also probably most miles traveled um, and potentially the most crashes, I have no idea. But uh, they are currently in full swing as far as electrification goes because of all those factors I just said. Logistics is a huge thing. Keeping the, keeping the economy going is a huge thing. Crashes are a huge thing. And the fact that they travel so many m- millions of miles uh, collectively over the course of a year, a huge thing. Uh, so one of, the, one of the crazy things that came out um, at CES is uh, uh, the amount of development they're putting into tires of all things and i think it was um goodyear the goodyear eyesight i believe it is called or sight line goodyear insight i don't know some shit like that you look it up i just looked it up the other day and i already forgot it but it's some tires that they're making and i believe it's goodyear uh and i think that the the sight line tires go on your vehicle the vehicles the heavy trucks are already rampant with uh automatic driving, which I know the AMA is going to have a little shit fit over because every, every article you read last year and even the one for 2023, I think the January issue that came out was like, Hey, in 2023, we're going to make it a point to talk to the government about regulating ADAS systems, which is advanced driver, um, awareness system or something like that. Uh, and the use of automated vehicles, blah, blah, blah. Well, little do they know that, Hey buddy, like, this shit started in like 1989 and it's not, not going to go backwards from there. And comp- they, they cite Tesla's autopilot, which Tesla's have had a lot of problems recently, but there's also the Waymo, there's Google, there's other people making these automated vehicles. And uh, if you don't believe that they are like leaps, bounds, and political lobbyists ahead of you, you're, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. So that stuff is already in place it's to the point where now Goodyear is making these tires that tells all those systems on these trucks, uh, relays information to them. And from what I saw on this thing, there's a little sensor in the tire. Oh, and, and it's not a tire pressure monitor. It's this actual sensor that tells you the tire uh, temperature tells you the road temperature. The tire can calculate how much friction it has. It can calculate whether the surface is dry or wet. And it can calculate how much traction, when I say friction, it, it can tell, it can say, hey, the conditions are this, like the road temperature is cold and it is wet 
and we're going up an incline. I can tell by the truck's IMU that we're going up an incline. This is how much friction I have, and we're turning a corner. So this is literally the range of friction that I can operate in, and it tells all that shit to the automated system so the truck itself can correct for what the tire is capable of doing. And uh, you can overdrive tires for sure. That's what drift, the whole sport of drifting is purposely overdriving tire capability and traction, right? So you're not going anywhere. You're not going uh, forward faster than your wheel is spinning, right? So uh, imagine hauling a big ass load of shit, especially across country from Target or Walmart or something like that or Amazon, and you're going up a grade. And the next thing you know, you're going down a grade and you got, you know, my speed is at 12, but my friction is only at nine, you know, and all of a sudden you can't turn that corner because you're, uh, you're three over the limit. So that's what these tires do. So they're, they're, they are so far advanced in the commercial field as far as electronic, uh, electric trucks, not only electric, fully electric platforms, but electric, uh, systems, driverless systems that the fucking tires are the last thing to go. So I'll just wait for that to pop on motorcycles one of these days, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the other thing is that uh, I know somebody that used to work in Electrify America, and they are currently working in the field, and commercial vehicles is where it's at right now. So that's pretty interesting. And if you are one of the listeners out there that drives commercial trucks, you probably know what we're talking about. Logbooks are going the way of the dodo. Everything's going to be electronic, electronic big brother. I finally convinced my wife that like electronic big brother and getting tracked everywhere is a bad thing. Like I finally... And we're still on the fence about it on some issues. She's like, well, what if your kid was missing and you knew somebody had that on their phone? Would you want them to crack into it? So that's privacy. That's their privacy. What if you had it in their head? Would you want them to waterboard it out of them or give them truth serum? It's the same sort of thing. But tracking you and tracking every single thing you do via the big brother algorithm, <laughs> even though companies say they, they uh, won't do that and they can't do that, I'm afraid it could, it could happen. But anyways, long story short, that shit exists and everything's talking to each other and it's making it happen. So you probably don't have to worry about that, especially if you're building a bagger or an old sporty or an old, uh, an old sport bike from the nineties. Shit didn't exist. So we don't have IMUs on that shit. Uh, so that was one thing as far as electric uh, electrification, Nokomoto got it wrong. Cleveland Moto, they said also ranted on it. Anybody that rants on electrification, you got it wrong because a lot of stuff is already going that way and has been that way. But for bikes, yeah, we can all say who gives a shit about bikes. But uh, all this other shit, it was eventually trickled down. Another thing uh, I wanted to say was thank you, Harley Davidson, Triumph, and Royal Enfield for staying alive through the 1950s and 60s. Because another thing that I feel like Nokoto Moto mentioned on their uh, one of their last podcasts was a Honda CL500 not liking it very much. Um. But without the three brands like Harley, Triumph, and Royal Enfield being the only brands to survive World War II, uh, is that correct? I mean, there had to be some others, but uh, I think they got reparationed away too uh, during during World War II or companies didn't even start until after World War II. Ducati made tractors and radios. Honda, they made little bicycle engines. Suzuki, I don't know, they made looms. Yamaha made pianos. Uh, and musical instruments. It wasn't until after World War II that they started making motorbikes. So uh, I don't know who who was alive, who else, what other motorcycles there were in the 50s and 60s, maybe a Crocker, maybe, uh, 
you know, maybe there were some, were some uh, that survived the Great Depression. But at least those three stuck around. And if you look at the motorcycles that they, they were putting it out, uh, um, they kind of look similar. They kind of look the same. And from all this, uh, you know, until, until the Japanese invented the UJM in 1969, we really didn't have anything... Uh, to look at. Uh, these companies were literally pulling themselves out of the literal ashes and started building bikes in the 1950s. And while I agree uh, to the sentiment of a modern bike like the CL500 trying to replicate what was a scrambler 60 plus years ago, I can say that without normal bikes being turned into scramblers, the part that we need to focus on is the quote normal bikes part. So well, I know Nokomoto was disappointed that Honda is making a retro scrambler that can't scramble. My biggest regret is that they didn't do it sooner. Yamaha beat them to it with the SCR 950. BMW beat Yamaha to that game with the R9T. And essentially, it was just any normal bike that can be styled into a scrambler. It doesn't have to be retro. It just has to be a normal bike. And that's what we're getting away from. If you look at, quote, normal bikes from the 90s and, like, early 2000s, they weren't normal. If you look at the GW250, awful. The uh, Suzuki, um, what, G500, something like that, whatever that one was, they look like sport bikes. The SV650, it looked like Suzuki didn't make a, quote, normal bike. Even the Honda, like, R... What was the uh, the R1? That's Yamaha YZF-R1, but I think Yamaha had, had or uh, Honda had one called the something one. Maybe it was the R1, the CB1, probably is what I'm thinking of. Um, there were no bikes that looked just normal, unless you consider, like, the Shadows, Honda Shadows, the Yamaha... Um, bolts, you know, stuff like that to be quote normal motorcycles because that to me is what a normal motorcycle was before the UJM was made. And so, uh, yeah, the CL 500 is a retro scrambler, but at least it looks like a normal, it's like, it's like a modern interpretation of a normal bike. Right. So you go to look at what a lot of normal motorcycles look like in the fifties and sixties. And to some extent, even the seventies, they all looked pretty much the same. There wasn't this crazy breakout of quote sports motorcycles yet that had totally different looks from cruising motorcycles. They were kind of all just the same. So um, I know you're disappointed. Uh, and uh, it doesn't have to be retro. It just has to be normal. So a, v- a V-Strom 650 is just as much of a scrambler by definition as a CL350 may have been back in the 70s. So when I look at retro bikes that have been turned into scramblers, I really just see a, quote, normal bike since like Harley Davidson Triumph and Royal Enfield never really strayed from their normal motorcycle uh, platform. Having said that, it's also very boring to be quote normal and never change for 50 years. So that's something Harley and uh, Royal Enfield did good at. (laughs) They they didn't change for till it was way too late. And now they're finally getting into making different stuff. So anyways, uh, normal motorcycles since the middle of last century just... Uh, cements its place as a UJM, the CL500. A lot of people hate it. A lot of or, uh, Nokomoto hated it. I love it. Uh, it's um, I like it more than the original Rebel, Rebel which is just replicating a cruiser. Um, what else did they get wrong? I don't know, but they are having a 200th show. You might want to uh, get with them pretty soon if you could send them an uh, email or send them, sign up for their Patreon and uh, message them on their patron page. Uh, send them a DM, uh, send an intercontinental ballistic missile 
uh, with just one of those big flags that shoots out instead of it exploding that says bang on it, but replace it with a note to Nokomoto. You can do that. I'm sure they'd love that. Big old missile coming down through the hangars there at the uh, Moto One Podcast Headquarters East. Um, anything else for their 200th show? They're uh, really working on trying to get some content, get people to comment on what was the worst moments uh, of Nokomoto history. If you're like me and you have a, a logbook of that, then uh, you're ahead of the game. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to diss them uh, on the 200th episode. I just have nothing but praise for those guys. Uh, anyways, weekly challenge. Uh, if you have anything, any shows coming up that you would love to shout out, if you have any writers uh, that you know of, no, uh, creative writing, this is going to be the year 2023 that we focus back on uh, the creativity. Last year, we tried to have, we had a lot of females on uh, last year, tried to make it uh, more female centric. This year, I'd like to make it bike builder centric uh, and not, uh, we try to focus on visual arts. Um, last year as well, um, we did have a couple people on that were building their own motorcycles, but uh, lots of really cool cool cats last year. Looking forward to some more of that this year. And if you or anybody that you know has built a pretty sick bike and want to talk about it, that's kind of what I want to get into again this year, especially as my um, uh, have a lot of projects on my plate uh, to that I want to fabricate this year. Um, including too many bikes. Uh, we'll see how far that gets. So yeah, that's your call to action. If you have anybody that you know uh, that you would like to uh, have old junk interview on the show, hit, hit them up and then hit me up. Connect us. Uh, do your part as their PR manager. Um, also, leave us a review or an email if you want to. If you want to uh, leave us a review, uh, you can. We're available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify. Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, CrowdWatch, Bean Pod, Corn Dog, Chili Dog, Baby Frog, Kermit the Frog, and uh, any bathroom wall that you wanted to scribble on. Hey, don't graffiti, but if you're going to graffiti, listen to the show, Creative Writing Podcast, Junkie Said So, ha ha ha, LOL, I can't believe I wrote this while I was taking the crap. You write that on the bathroom wall. People love it. Uh, if you don't want to leave us a review, but you want to get in touch with the show, check us out, Creative Writing Podcast at gmail.com. We're always on the Facebooks and Instagrams at Creative Writing Podcast. We're on Reddit at Creative underscore Writing. But if you want to go check out Reddit, there's also Motorcycles, Motorcycles UK, Calamari Race Teams, one of my favorite <laughs> accounts, uh, Electric Motorcycles, Electric Scooters. Uh, I don't know. There's so many, so many motorcycle. Re- there's Moto Camping, which I follow. I also follow Dual Sport Riders. Uh, I'm pretty i'm not very active on discord but i do like a lot of groups on there if you want to check out our discord uh the link is up on patreon so you got to become a patron of the show and i think we stuck one on our facebook page a thousand years ago uh for a 2020 free to the public uh uh discord but we're not very active on there because uh, try to try to stay off so too many social media platforms all at once especially when when uh i'm busy a lot of times out in the garage making um replacement parts for Tobor. They'll have time to get on the, uh, all over the, the socials, but, uh, yeah. Also, um, check out our blog, creative dash writing.com. We're going to be updating that pretty soon. We have not updated it since last year. So our agenda for this year is to get on that, especially now that the rain's coming down. Can't go writing still. It's been like a month that I haven't gone writing. I can't believe it's like the longest I've ever gone without writing 
motorcycle probably and i'm fiending for it right now uh i'm getting hives just thinking about it but uh yeah so we'll probably have some time to update the blog put some new opinions that we have about what's going on in the motorcycle industry and get out there and hit some shows next show i guess we'll talk about the built well parts and labor what we liked and what we didn't and uh the best bikes from that show and uh in the end have a great time um, support the show patreon.com forward slash creative writing if you want to donate and uh, hit up our show sponsors Clubman Pickles mebeandmoto.com the Nokomoto podcast and you can get Millman's I killed a ninja alright everybody take it easy Junk and Tobor out hope you enjoyed the show if you didn't stick around next week it'll get better if you don't like that show stick around for the next week it'll get better if you don't like that show and you really are thinking that we're just a piece of shit <laughs> Maybe quit listening. All right. Anyways, have a great one. Talk to you later. Peace. Reese. Tell your niece. Clarice. Quit watching Mr. Beast. <laughs> <laughs>